Uh, is this like on? Uh, hello? This is like my show and stuff. I mean, uh, uh, welcome. Oh yeah. Uh, please like applause for Beavis. We return from the depths of the Batman with a gun and a knife and a waistband. With the war with the devil and Shaytan, he wore a bad toupee and a spray tan. So high, so am I. And uh, we're about to kick it up a notch uh, with uh, a joint. I thought, what better way to sell? You know, talk, uh, have a conversation. What better way to have a conversation than over a uh, nice joint? So we've got a little bit of our homegrown critical kush, something that I've been smoking on for quite a while. I've been uh, passing the crop through, and I'm really excited because I've got other strains uh, on the way. But we're not here to talk about my homegrow. Uh, we're here uh, to talk with friends. But before, I wanted to give uh, you folks some details. Uh, I always like to share what I'm smoking on during the show. So, like I say, Critical Kush. We put a gram of Critical Kush. I'm a little uh, concerned, Chris, because uh, my tolerance is, is pretty low. So we got a gram of Critical Kush and a half gram of New Era's Blue Dream. Um, so I figure uh, go hard or go home. Uh, with friends. So you heard it. I just said Chris, uh, and you may have seen uh, Chris from Cannabev is coming back to the Chillinoid podcast. Welcome back, Chris. What's up, Cole? Thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah, really excited to have you back. Um, yeah, you know, it's been a while since we've since we've talked. I can't actually even remember uh, the last time I had you on the show. How have you been? I've been well. I've been well. You know, doing your doing your best in in these crazy times, right? But yeah. uh, no, doing all right. You know, uh, you know, learning some new skills. You know, building. You know, the uh, the Cannabev, uh channel and all that kind of stuff. You know, and uh, actually really having uh, having uh, a good time with it. Um, yeah, I mean. Since starting, uh, and since the last time we spoke, you know, I mean, it's been great, you know, trying new stuff, trying new formats, and all that other kind of stuff. But really, it's been uh, really cool to uh, to be a part of uh, of the community around here because uh, there's a lot of awesome people. Uh, you know, Chillinoy uh, Chillinoy podcast at the top of the list. <laughs> well, th thank you. I I appreciate that. Um... You know, I have to say that that it is interesting um, to to see you learn and to see you grow. Uh, like, man, like with each, I think I even sent you this as a message a while ago. With each video, there's uh, like, uh, I can't. I'm already so high that I'm having trouble putting the right. Yeah, words dude, together. it's that bubble hash. Good for you. <laughs> yeah, it's it's burning slow, a little hot, but it's it's nice and slow. But um. I, there's a substantial uh, amount of growth I've seen with every video, man, and uh, I just wanted Thank to you. let you know that I've noticed it. And it's I appreciate it's, you seeing that. Yeah, it's it's fucking it's awesome. I really I can't tell you how many people I've shared the KPMG video with. <laughs> uh, it's fucking awesome. hilarious. The, Thanks, the opening, man. <laughs> the opening line is what gets me the most. I'm gonna butcher it because it has been a, a minute since I've watched it, but it's something like. Is this fucking thing on? I don't know what you say. But it... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, that was fun to do. Um, when I first kind of got the idea uh, about it, uh, 
you know, I mean, the, the whole nonsense that has been, you know, licenses and permits and applications and all that other kind of, you know, craziness was kind of coming to a head finally. And, you know, at the root of a lot of this is the, you know, the nonsense that is, you know, the application themselves and how they were uh, graded or, or given points and so on and so forth. And it's like, I know what this is all about. I mean, this is just, you know, KPMG got paid and they really don't give a shit about, you know, who gets stepped on and, you know, how it doesn't, you know, if it works out for some people, great. If it doesn't work out for whatever, uh, you know, whatever, um, as long as they got their no bid contract and, you know, and it was like, all right, like, I kind of want to show the same kind of level of kind of carelessness and kind yeah. of, you know, uh, I, I wanted I wanted Frank White, Whitebread to be offended that he had to create such, you know, such a <laughs> video to kind of calm people's nerves about what the process looks like, you know. And uh, I'm happy that shined through, actually. It's fun to make those, actually. Uh, yeah. I really thought about, actually about uh, not making that one, actually. You thought about not making it? Yeah, yeah. Like, well, I mean... Like when it was know, on the, the final cutting board, like you, you were like, am I going to upload this or not? Is that what you mean? Or Like, well, I mean, you know, KPMG is a big, you know, multinational co- uh, company, and it's not like, you know, any any of their upper management is following Canabev. If that was the say, if that's the case, that's phenomenal. I'm, <laughs> I'm happy if they want to kick my channel off the interwebs because of because of what I made. But it's like, you know, it's like, I'm not trying to stick the, fi- you know, stick a finger in the eye of, you know, of everybody, sure. you know, in, in cannabis, you know, I, I want it to be more kind of a skewering of the, you know, and a satire of the, of the circumstances right. that we're going through. And it's like, you don't know how people are going to react to it, you know, and some people might get their, you know, uh, their, their feathers ruffled. And it's like, and that's why it made it, you know, almost obnoxiously, you know, evident that this is parody that i'm clearly making fun of this and it's like i'm not you know making up any bullshit like there's and actually i think that's why i got dinged for that um for that video by youtube like uh i was putting up like all the references for the things that i was mentioning and youtube was like you know what are these references and got all weird about it and i was like (laughs) maybe the people at kpmg have found me Yeah, dude. No, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised a little bit of damage control so that, yeah, I, th- I wanted to bring that up because not only is that a video where I saw, I don't know, it, like, it, did you get a new camera or something in that video too? Like I, there's just a lot of different things that I noticed the video no. just felt different maybe it was the filters and stuff i don't know yeah yeah like i I had a couple effects on there and it took me a while actually to to kind of get that all in line and stuff like that but i really wanted it to be you know a very lo-fi looking yeah you know the video that you watch you know when you take a corporate job you Mm -hmm. know like this this is the culture of blah 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 be sure to wash this put (laughs) it inside this basin and make sure it's rinsed before you leave at night you know kind of shit you know, and it's like, I wanted it to be, you know, a kind of a hassle and I wanted it to look lame as hell. And it's like, because this is kind of how they, they kind of look at, you know, the whole system altogether, right? It's this kind of nonchalant, yeah, okay, fine, whatever, you know, this is our half-ass effort. We're in, you know, really what they're dealing with is affects lives. Um, and uh, I, I, like I said, I, I'm happy that really, that really showed through. Yeah. 
So I think that's a good way to segue um, before we we have got some uh, community questions. Um, we've also just got I've written down a few questions uh, that I've thought of for a while. Um, cool. But before we get to that, I hear I am spacing. Um, <laughs> what? Yeah, I was going to segue. What do you think of Because we've kind of ended this. Uh, particular saga, this round of, of licensing, and it obviously happened a little bit differently than than was planned. Uh, what do you think, though, I guess, about um, what happened in total? Um, what's your take, I guess, on, on what's gone on? I... Unfortunately, you know, it kind of worked out a, in a way very very much like I figured it would, um, you know, from the, you know, applications themselves and how they're written, how they were, you know, given points, you know, what qualified for what, you know, what was worthwhile points achieving and you know, what was taking advantage of the situation. And really what kind of what it came down to is, you know, as it's been said, you know, lottery tickets, right? I mean, yeah. if there's, you know, if you stuff the, you know, if you stuff the box, you know, your chances of winning, you know, go up exponentially, you know, right. and that's uh, essentially how it all kind of broke down. You know, some folks, you know, got lucky and some folks totally deserve, you know, uh, you know, hitting. I think that's great. You know, I think, you know, bringing new folks, new ideas, you know, people from, you know, from different you know, backgrounds and perspectives on cannabis itself, I think is going to be phenomenal for the market itself. But the process by which, you know, everything came down was absolutely ridiculous and a, and a complete train wreck, you know, state, you know, to KPMG to, you know, some of the players trying to get licenses, you know, it was just, it was just a big, you know, clusterfuck just to, <laughs> to put yeah. a, to put a bow on that, you know, and uh, it hurts to know that, you know, good people who worked hard uh, weren't successful. Um, but I am hopeful, you know, that these are, these is a sign for better things to come in the coming years, because, you know, Illinois, you know, I'll be frank, man, the, the, the market itself is stale. It's stale as fuck. You know, it's a lot of similar mindset, a lot of similar products, similar approaches, you know, to, to cannabis products. And I'm not just talking about flour. I'm just, I'm talking, you know, from the perspective of, you know, brands and the, and, and the perception uh, of them uh, are, and how companies go about their business. Like, I think it's time for, you know, new, new blood to come in. Uh, most of this stuff is dispensary. I don't like, I remember you posted something about uh, how Kraft is going to get uh, the state the tax attached only. to it. Yeah, adult use. Craft uh, is going to be sold as adult use only, right? Yeah, that's some bullshit too. Like, that's just a, a fast way to keep you know folks uncompetitive. You know, it's a once this all happens and more new market entrants come in, the big boys can drop their prices and make them look even more. You know, that's what I really think is going to happen. Is because oh, you think yeah. about you think about the square footage that they've been building up t towards. And how long they really have had control of this this particular market, but they're also active in other markets. So it's not like you know, and they've been having record breaking sales here in yeah. Illinois. But like I say, that it's not like that's the only place their money's coming in from. Um, and I wonder if when, like, you know, 
I don't know, the first seeds get put into soil for craft growers or when the first craft products hit the shelves, if we're going to miraculously see this price break from all the big operators uh, in order to kind of flood them out because not only will the big operators be the only ones still able to sell medical cannabis, so they, you know, you kind of lose, you can kind of technically sell it at a cheaper rate. Um, but like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. They can like, flood out the new com- competition, make it so hard to compete. Exactly. Exactly. And, and, you know, from a buyer's perspective, you know, buying wine in a restaurant, buying spirits in a restaurant, you know, there's almost only so much self space. I mean, you can only buy so much stuff. You only, you know, you get a, you know, a budget for what you're going to buy. You know, if, you know you're going to sell, you know, the inexpensive, you know, mid stuff from the big boys, like you're going to buy it, you know. Yeah. And if the craft stuff is going to sit on the shelves a while because it's too expensive or people aren't interested in, you know, in it, it's going to get less sell- shelf space. You well know, said. that's going to lead to, you know, you know, uh, uh, craft growers sitting on inventory. You know, that's right. no good. Like, because they got to sell out. Like, you got to sell every single bit of your of your harvest otherwise you're looking you know you know i mean you're looking at trouble you're looking at yeah. trouble so it's like they've the big the msos have monopolized you know points of distribution you know the uh supply you know um uh you know the you know the cost of a unit all of that stuff like they got it all under their thumb right now it's going to be real dif- difficult for the small folks like the thing that i'm most op- optimistic about when it comes on stuff like that it is like Unlike in, say, you know, the world of wine and spirits, I feel like the community behind cannabis is a lot more optimistic and maybe altruistic about, you know, cannabis itself and what it brings to all of our lives. You know, whether it's, you know, pain relief, you know, anxiety, you know, uh, any of that shit any of that shit, you know, if that's getting you to the place where you need to be, like, I think that's great. And so I think um, the cannabis community is really going to rally behind some of these craft growers because they want them to succeed because yeah. they know, like, I mean, we've been disrespected since, since the beginning of this, everyone's been disrespected. Like if you don't have money falling out of your pockets, like you don't have, you know, a hat and you know, you don't have uh, uh, what you call it, uh, a hat in the, in the circle. And, yeah. And, you know, the sooner we can get away to breaking some of that down and really building some some legit brands out there, I think, you know, and really, you know, showing the MSOs like, listen, like you're going to hear us like we're going to speak with our dollars. And, yeah, you might get the folks that, you know, aren't interested or, you know, just want what they got right now. Like, that's fine. But the real growth, the real expansion, the place where you really build a brand and create community amongst something are in the, uh, are, is really in the, you know, cannabis community and it's not done in the boardroom. Yeah. Well said. Hey, before we get too much further, um, I, you know, I do this when I'm huge fans of people. I, I assume everybody knows who they are and what they do. Can you introduce yourself, uh, to audience members of the Chillinois podcast who may not be aware of who you are? Sure. So uh, my name is Chris. Uh, I and I do a YouTube channel and Instagram called Cannabev. I am a certified sommelier. I have worked in uh, restaurants for over a decade. I've done wine and spirit sales for five plus years. Um, 
I, during my training in uh, Wine and Spirits, I started to learn that there was actually a lot of parallels between the world of wine and the world of cannabis. Similar terminology, similar flavor profiles, growing practices, and when COVID all hit and things started getting weird in restaurants and, and sales and stuff like that, I got sick of thinking uh, of thinking about this idea that I had and I decided to start doing. And that's where Cannabev all comes from. Just a regular dude um, talking about something that he's passionate about and bringing the world of wine and spirits together, uh, wine and spirits and cannabis together. I, uh, I should include that part. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm self-taught, you know, just trying to, to build a brand and uh, be a part of a community of uh, like-minded folks who show appreciation to the plant that uh, gives us all so much joy. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Thank you for introducing yourself for folks that may not know. Um, like, Shit, uh, you Thank you for having me. Oh, for sure. Oh, absolutely. Um, for folks that want to connect uh, with Cannabev, I'm going to have some links in the podcast description, including to YouTube, uh, the Instagram handle. Are you on like WeedTube or anything else? I'll try to throw things in if I yeah, can. Yeah, I'm on WeedTube. I haven't loaded anything up on there re- recently, but it is at Cannabev. Okay, cool. Cool. So yeah, folks, basically Cannabev everywhere. I'm going to have some handles in the podcast description, though, to make it easy on you so that you can sub to the YouTube, Instagram, uh, and what have you. Yes, please, so, by all means, like, yes. comment, subscribe, all of those things. Tell me that, you know, tell me the stuff that you don't like or stuff that I miss. I mean, you know, honestly, I really enjoy a lot of the folks that have commented on uh on my reviews it's it's strange to see uh the same people comment on multiple reviews it's like oh my god like somebody actually watches this and actually watch the review i mean uh, i'm convinced that most of my subscribers like my mom owns some kind of you know large server you know (laughs) floor in a uh in a business office where she just slowly but surely subscribes more but i think she's getting to the point where she's out of space but like (laughs) Yeah, man, it's 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 great, man. I love interacting with the with the people that uh, listen and watch. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Speaking of that, we've got uh, some questions. We can we can <laughs> we can actually before we move to that, I kind of wanted to flesh out the rest of the conversation we were just having because sure. um because I wanted to make sure that people knew who you were because uh, you brought up uh, wine and spirits and stuff and the parallels to cannabis. And I was like, oh, crap, I didn't uh, – people might be wondering, you know, people might know about the parallels, but they might be wondering why you specifically are pointing them out. So I wanted to make sure they knew who you were. Um, so back to the topic of uh, um, the um, – it's been smooth as butter, the rollout of cannabis licenses here in Illinois. I'm, I'm being sarcastic. Um <laughs> So really, <laughs> get a different experience than everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. Um, I guess some news that that I don't totally uh, understand just yet is that a lead attorney has dropped out of the veteran points case. Yeah, which means that at least those licenses may be free and clear. That's uh, reported about twenty four hours ago yeah. by Mike Fouché at Grown In. So that's cool to see some lawsuits dropped because it was like yeah. god damn it's held up by something else now yeah you know and it's like and i get it dude i really really sure. do and it's like listen like 
I, everybody wants everything to move. wants us to move forward. It's like, it's, it's ridiculous. Like it's time to move yeah. forward. Everybody knows this. Everybody's been calling for it, you know, and for it to get tripped up, you know, in lawsuits, you know, it sucks. That being said, like the, you know, the time, the money, the effort, you know, the blood, sweat and tears invested into, you know, trying to get your application in and then getting hosed by, you know, people with influence and people that can just, you know, simply, you know, buy more, you know, more tickets in the lottery you know, is, is bullshit. And, One. you know, and I would want that person to, you know, have that day in court. So it's like, it's such a hard place, you know, to know where to stand on all of that. Cause it's like, those folks do deserve to succeed. Right. So that's, that's the thing. There's, there's a few like things I wanted to ask you about. I've been trying to ask this question lately. Um, cause I don't know the answer, I'm, you know, just, just discussing it with different people to see, to see what we can come up with. Um, I'm trying to see if, oh, yep, I think I'm going to need to let my cat out. Um, oh, okay. So, hey, uh, so the question is, though, let's see if I can, this is uh, first for the Chillinoy podcast. I've picked up the microphone and I have moved across the room. <laughs> um, hey, dude, give the cat what it wants, otherwise your life will be hell. Yeah, hey, you, you already know. You yeah. already know. So um, I wanted to ask just like, first of all, so there, like I say, there's a few questions. Like you, you pointed out a really brilliant, uh, or a really, you made a really good point is what I'm yeah. trying to Please say. Please don't use the term brilliant around me. It makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> um, <laughs> you made a great point uh, when you pointed out that uh, you could buy, um, you could basically submit your application multiple times, which would give you more quote-unquote balls in the lottery of right. course we don't know if they were balls or not or what it was because nobody was allowed in the room so that's another thing to detail to throw out there during this yeah. whole process nobody was allowed in the room and no at least third party sources yeah yeah there's um, no transparency in the entire process and that's why everybody like that's what pisses me off about so much about it. like it was geared to to fail you know, right. to be this well, shitty, you know, and it's like, and it's, it's geared this way to be so shitty to discourage folks, you know, and it's like, if you want to talk about, you know, creating a burgeoning cannabis market in Illinois and being the Silicon Valley of weed in the Midwest and all that other kind of shit, then why the hell are you holding people down and preventing them from, you know, getting licenses? But yeah, I truly think it's a purposeful barrier to entry. And I, I don't know. Oh, like, shit, I, yeah, Absolutely. I, I just, it's tough because I don't, I feel like, and I don't know, like I really want somebody to write in that's smarter than me, but like I feel like, so I've brought up the idea, like what if we took the approach of Oklahoma or uh, Washington and people have like immediately like, well, you, you saw how that goes. And a lot of the right. media coverage, they say, well, that didn't go well. And when they when they say it didn't go well, what they mean is that like basically they just took a totally open license approach the prices hit the bottom of the barrel and the licenses weren't worth any money some people were going out of business and to that I, I, look this is going to sound insensitive uh but i mean what do we you know other you, you know you can't just open something sometimes like i wish i could open up a business right now right. and yeah but but uh a bit you, of business savvy is 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 necessary yes cannabis is popular yes you can make good money doing it but i mean you gotta know what you're doing as well yeah, yeah 
exactly. to do my to do my service that like to like, or try to do my service of the other part of the argument they say that they want the license if a, a limited license approach adds value to the license which if you're executing social equity quote unquote properly which i don't know exactly what that means either i've tried to i've asked a few people the question what is the proper way to execute a social equity plan um so like the idea is if you have a limited license approach it adds the value and if you execute social equity quote unquote properly that you can uh, that you can right the wrong of history by allowing those social equity candidates to build intergenerational wealth and that sounds great right in purpose but again i ask the question how do you do that i'm not necessarily asking you this question by the way kind of thinking out loud at this point how do we do that um yeah, I think, and, uh, I mean, to, to think that the model that Illinois has set up is how to do that is a ridiculous statement. Well, uh, actually, I think Tom Howard just pointed out, was it Tom? No, it was uh, Mike Malcolm. He pointed mm -hmm. out that, um, let me see if I've got this up, if I think I'd posted it. Some state is actually using Illinois now as an example of what not to do. I was oh, frustrated. Shit, yeah, of course. I was frustrated for the longest time because I think New York actually used Illinois as an example of somebody who quote they said quote did it right and I was yeah, like I saw uh, first of all at the, at the time <laughs> if you remember at the time we weren't even I think things were still being held up by quote unquote COVID we ended up finding out it was because of uh, allegedly maybe some uh, problems at KPMG you know yeah including issues with flash drives etc right, uh, it was right. it was Vermont. They said uh, uh, Illinois social equity program is so bad it's being used in ex as an example of what not to do. Um, well, and, I mean, uh, here's the thing. Like, it, it, it all sounds like, you know, just, you know, just window dressing. Like, all right, so you want to, you know, put an application in to get in there. You can't do that. Like what I was talking to a friend of mine who lives in another state and they're like, oh, like, you, would you get your license? It's like, dude, you need millions of dollars, tens, right. hundreds of millions of dollars to pull that off. And like, really? Oh, absolutely. So it's like, if you're not a person who has serious equity behind them, I mean, serious equity behind them, serious you know, equity, or yeah. crazy amounts of cash on hand, you've got no shot. You've got no shot. Right. You know, so it's like, don't be like, oh, yeah, it will create intergenerational wealth. Yes, in theory, if you get the license and you don't get drowned out in, by the big boys in the meantime. So it's like you've created this pathway that's, you know, covered in landmines, you know. Right. It's like, like, right. yes, look, none of these folks, you know, who are getting into this, you know, are thinking, you know, this is just going to be easy. You know, all I got to do is show up and cash in like. Folks yeah. understand that there's, you know, there's hard work, you know, behind this as well. So I, I think, you know, and, and those folks accept that work and accept that responsibility as well. So it's not like they're getting into it, you know, for la di -da's. But when you set up the situation where there's no chance for you to succeed, it's almost like you're just beating your head against the wall, you know, trying to get a spin of the wheel. And, and that's really unfair because eventually people run out of equity. They don't have the cash necessary to do this. But the VCs do. Yep, exactly. The VCs do. And so my, my – to finish off one of the thoughts that – or to, I guess to run by another – one of the thoughts that I've had on this that I've been saying to people is like 
if we took the approach of Oklahoma or Washington, um, and by that I mean like low cost of license, there's very little um, red tape you have to run through. I, like I think in Oklahoma in order to, I might be wrong, but Google it folks, but I'm pretty sure in Oklahoma you pay 5,000 bucks and you can open up a dispensary. Now, of course, you got to come up with, here's the thing, here's the point I guess I'm trying to make with the approach that they that those states took they made the licenses pretty cheap but that doesn't sit like you i think you, you just made this point getting into the cannabis industry and complying with all the regulations and um you know this you got a staff you got to build your building to code all of those things cost a lot of money in and of itself in illinois arguably has unnecessary barriers to entry. I mean, if you look at the original licenses, the medical, you know, the, the, what most people call the MSOs, not all of them are, not all of the original license holders are, are MSOs, but most of them are. Um, if you look at those licenses, the original going rate, it was something like $200,000 just for the license, $125,000 application fee, and I think a yearly $25,000 fee. You can look up all that information on CannabisIndustryLawyer.com. I think he's still got, Tom Howard's still got that information. But, like, that makes your point, too, Chris. Like, originally, like, it's all been pay for play. And I just, I guess to round off my point, I want to hear your take. Um, I think if we would have taken the approach of, you know, some of these states, I've said that a few times already, and just allowed people you know, pay for the license, you get it. And if you can build your, if you can make everything up to code and comply with all the regulations and pass testings, you know, testing if you're a cannabis cultivator, then you can operate in the state of Illinois. Like I feel like if we would have just done that, we would arguably have attained the goal that we set out for, which is to have people of color partic- participating in this industry, which as of right now is still dominated by white faces. A hundred percent. Yeah, I think I think the ability to attain a license should be so much easier. You know, right. it should be so much more affordable. Like we're talking, I don't know, five grand, ten grand. Who knows? Like I don't know what you want to make it five grand. You know, uh, would you say I, it was in Oklahoma or some shit like that? I think yeah, five grand. But can I ask, since you like, I don't know if you would know this answer, but like, how much does like a liquor license, for example, the ability to serve, and maybe it varies depending on the county. It, it, it var- yeah, it varies on counties and stuff like that. How late you're open till you I know see. the average but amount it can't of be money. Like crazy cost no. prohibitive because no, it's dude, no selling alcohol. The state of Illinois, the United States, loves selling alcohol. Loves yeah. selling alcohol. It's easy to tax. People consume it. You know, it's it, it's great. It's you know, from the mindset of you know alcohol sales and tax revenues. Um, when it comes down to cannabis, like I can understand if you want a higher barrier of entry when it comes down to uh, permits and shit like that. I get that. Sure. Uh, we're dealing with people's medicine. Um, you want things to you know to be totally on the up and up and if you want you know and if you want to set it up so a place has to have a certain amount of you know reserves i guess that's reasonable as well but it's like let the folks you know bring their product to the market and let those folks have an opportunity to break through and the ones that succeed will succeed and the ones that don't don't i think they should have a higher barrier of entry than say opening up a 
you know, McDonald's franchise, sure. you know, but it shouldn't be like, if you're not walking in the door with, you know, you know, three, four, 500,000, you know, uh, three, four, $500 million in your pocket, you know, get the hell out of here. Yeah. You know, that kind of stuff. And it's like, I did notice actually that one of the folks that won a license sold hers and parlayed that into building in Florida. And now she's a part of a board that had, that has, uh, that's an MSO now. And now she got another dispensary license, I think in here. So it's like, it, it, it's really interesting kind of seeing the faces of all the folks that got themselves involved and are kind of getting yeah. themselves reinvolved into the market. That's another point I wanted to move to in this, in this whole, I mean, there's just so many things in this and don't you agree? There's just so many like little details that make you go, wow, it's almost hard to keep up with. It's almost like the shock doctrine. They shoot, yeah. they throw so much at you that you just can't even like you're fatigued. Um, but, but one of the things you just pointed out is that there were a lot of familiar faces, uh, winning in here. Uh, in other words, people with ties to, to bigger companies and it's like, well, wait a minute. Wasn't the goal to bring people that yeah. were diversity impacted by the yeah. war on drugs? Yeah. Diver- diversity. Yeah. Yeah. And abs- you know, the, you know, that veil has, has fallen like anybody who thinks, you know, anything happening in the Illinois you know, cannabis world has any interest in, in social, you know, equity and social justice is, is lying to themselves. Um, I mean, look at, you know, what, one of the dudes that used to be on the board of GTI, uh, the lady that I said parlayed her old license into creating another MSO is now back in the market. Um, I know, um, uh, Phil Stefani, he uh, owns a number of restaurants in the city. That that dude's connected up the ass. That dude, that dude used to have um, events at some of his uh, restaurants that were fundraisers for presidents. For God's sakes, like we're we're talking, you know, folks that have some sway in the state. Another person has ties to um, Illinois casinos and, and gaming and stuff like that. I mean, these are the folks that already have their, you know dirty little fingers and a number of dirty little pies, as they say, yeah. you know, and it's like, you know, it's the same folks, you know, that, that somehow magically mystically got access. Yeah. And it makes you wonder, like, you know, again, we return to the point of, you know, if it were executed in the pure spirit that, that we talk about a limited license approach adds value to a license and therefore could, you know, uh, we could somehow attain some social equity through that. But, but obviously, like you say, that veil has fallen and it just begs the question. Like I, I am really just at the point where, um, I'm just like, open it up. Let's, let's let the market decide. Of course, like you say that we, it's not open it up. We, that doesn't mean that testing drops. Uh, we still have, you know, you still got to comply with all the testing laws and, and everything else. Um, but I think we just need to open it up. And and yeah. actually, you know, somebody's made a great point. So I, it's a little bit of Tom Howard's idea mixed with uh, somebody else that I saw. I think it was Vintage Buds on Reddit. They've talked about this mm-hmm. tiered licensing approach. So you have mm-hmm. like Class C licenses, which would be like your Crescos, you get your 200,000 square footers. Right. Uh, maybe your class B, which maybe would be like a hundred thousand square foot, and then your class A, 
which is like uh, I don't know something under a hundred thousand square feet, but you, you call it a craft grower. Right. And I I think it wouldn't be uh, too hard to say that maybe those licenses are subject to slightly different regulations. And the only reason I oh. stoop that low is because and I don't mean to say stoop low because that sounds negative, but the idea of farmers markets. I, I you know we sell. Every weekend, arguably, there's a farmer's market, and all you got to do is pay 25 bucks to be there. You don't have to get your fucking produce tested. You're selling it um, to people, and, and they're eat, you know, eating it. You get the point. So, yeah. No, I mean, I, I think, you know, once again, that's a parallel to, you know, to alcohol world. You know, what kind of alcohol licensings do you want? Do you want, you know, True. do you want distribution? Do you want wholesale? You know, do you want, you know, uh, uh, a brick and mortar, you know, do you want a location? You know, I mean, I love the idea of, uh, of cannabis lounges and stuff like that. You know, we have one in the state, it's growing more and more on the West coast. I see folks on LinkedIn and stuff like that, you know, talk about opening. I know there's one in Michigan as well. I mean, that's, that's a cool thing, you know, as well, a place to have a, a nice chill vibe in like all of this stuff could be a real thing. Like, and you know, we should be able to establish these things without saying, you know, you know, telling people to, you know, show up with, you know, bags of money or be connected or be connected. Hey, you want to hear something at this? I got a, in case people missed it, we did a episode with a uh, craft cultivator and they taught, we talked about consumption lounges. And one of the things that they pointed out that I didn't know. So first of all, the thing that I did know that I can share is that it, uh, dispensaries can open uh, consumption lounges they do have to be like a separate uh, sort of entity in order to comply with smoke-free Illinois um, you know the, obviously you don't want people getting secondhand smoke while they're picking up their medicine right so the the dispensary is separate from the consumption lounge that's part of the regulation but so, so and we've yet to see that happen yet uh, I don't I, we've not seen a dispensary open up a consumption lounge on site um, we've there's been rumors the of people. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? There's rumors of people being poised to, um, but uh, the other uh, folks that are able to um, open a consumption lounge. Which, by the way, that's another problem. I think anybody should be able to open up a consumption lounge. But um, in order to like, I guess the other category of folks eligible open to open a consumption lounge are people that own um, like tobacco smoke shops or smoke lounges. Um, but one thing that I learned, and I can't remember exactly what it was, but folks, if you want to uh, figure it out, I'll tell you the episode here in a little bit. But basically, um, you you have to sell a certain amount of tobacco products in order to actually be eligible for that to to do that, which I thought was so crazy to learn um, because. It, it basically made it so that, yeah, you can't just open up a, from what I'm, you know, the way I interpret it, I'd love to hear your take on it, uh, Chris. Like, um, the way I'm interpreting it is like, uh, I'll be damned if you open a cannabis only consumption lounge. Yeah. Yeah. It, it seems like they kind of leave a little bit of a window open there, you know, and, and I guess, you know, I mean, it's an opportunity, yeah. you know, uh, and, pff, you know, I, I got no problem, you know, going 50-50 in my blunts. 
so i'm cool about it <laughs> i suppose uh, so it's just such a weird thing to say like oh in order to to have a cannabis consumption lounge you must also sell tobacco it's like right. that sounds like something tobacco like the lobbyists yeah. in tobacco specifically lobbied for hey you know? man they're gonna find their way into the market you know yeah, i mean they're, if it's smokable you know they're gonna try to find their way into the market i mean it's it's interesting like because i think i saw i was reading something about the bill that uh that booker and schumer were working on and yeah. they wanted to uh move the uh yeah they wanted to move cannabis uh, from the Department of Justice to the Department of Treasury, I think is the way it works. So instead of the DEA, it would be the ATF. So essentially it would be regulated just like alcohol is, uh, you know, alcohol and tobacco. So it's like the way I see it, you know, coming forward is like it's going to be, you know, the three-tiered system just like they have, you know, right now as far as interstate commerce is concerned. You know, you can grow it in state, you can ship it out of state, you have to get a license in your state, you have to get a license in their state. Right. You know, is it a transportation license? Is it a distribution license? You know, is it uh, a selling license, you know, or sales license? You know, all of that kind of shit. And I think, you know, that's what's coming, dude. That's what's coming in, in way of legalization, you know, and all of them, like, people all get excited and, and, and stuff like that when they're like, uh, like, oh, you know, we have a piece of legislation or, you know, oh, you know, the, the Republicans are writing a piece of legislation, you know, let's see what that's all about. It's like, you know, there's ties to big, uh, big tobacco there, you know, John Boehner, you know, former Speaker of the House, you know, is on a, you know, VC board, you know, that has got tons of money from being a part of big tobacco. Like that's how they got themselves into cannabis is leveraging that money and getting into cannabis. So it's like, careful what you wish for folks when you're looking at uh, legalization at the federal level and who's writing your legislation. Absolutely. That's so well said. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I'm glad that um, some of the things that have been proposed well, that's the thing, though. I'm looking here. I was trying to confirm what I was about to say. You know, the problem, I think, with most... Just say it off the cuff. The problem with most cannabis legislation um, that we've yet to see actual decriminalization of cannabis, in my opinion. Maybe I'm wrong, but think about it. Like, here in Illinois, um, if you're just a regular citizen or let's say you're an out-of-stater if you are over your possession like possession limit like what the fuck why do we have a possession limit cannabis should it should be legal you should be able to possess as much as you want or need like it, it's totally it, it's crazy to me because when these uh and i've got another actually a new news story we can cover before before we get to community questions and um uh you know party time or whatever you smoking over there <laughs> oh yeah 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 i've been, I've been doing i've been uh i've been finishing off the uh i'm such an idiot i'm finishing off the mac and cheese that uh i just did the review for um cool. which is actually kind of getting a, it's probably the reason why i get a little bit chatty on it um but uh that might make uh bedtime a little bit later but that's fine i'm cool hey. with it. <laughs> hell yeah hell yeah that sounds sounds delicious um yeah, I, I, we've, we've yet to see actual decriminalization of cannabis. I think that, you know, to return to a point I've made in the past, um, like Cureleaf, for example, made a statement to us that said we don't support banning 
home grow. We support limiting home grow, blah, blah, blah. When I when you say when you support limitations on home grow, what you're saying is you support criminalizing the cultivation of cannabis. Um, and, and like I say, when you pass bills that only decriminalize certain amounts of cannabis, I'm sorry, but what you're also saying is that you're still a criminal for possessing certain amounts of cannabis, and that is a problem that I've yet to see addressed um, really in, in, I don't mean to say in any state, because in Illinois, technically speaking, we are a keep-what-you-grow state, so like at home, you if you have a medical card, you have no possession limit. There are rules that if the quantity of homegrown cannabis exceeds 30 grams, you have to have it secured. So, so we're actually pretty progressive in that regard. But still, when you leave the house, there's a possession limit. And I don't know if, if across the, the United States, if there is any state that doesn't have that. Yes? Uh, excuse me, sir. Uh, how old are you, sir? What? Yeah, well, I think you're old enough to know better. Can you step out of the car, please? Why? What's this all about? Hey, we'll ask the question, sir. Uh, how much have you had to drink today, sir? Yeah, you can make it easy on us all if you just cooperate. Hey, I'm going somewhere else. Book him, Beavis. You're under arrest, sir. Okay, now step out of the car, sir. If you think about it, Chris, like you could load your fucking car up with alcohol, like as much yeah. as your car would hold, and there wouldn't be a problem. Yeah, yeah, you know. I, yeah, I, I think you know, it's an illusion of decriminalization. I mean, you yeah. know, if I wanted to, if I put my dog on a leash, you know, and walked down the street with a joint in my hand and just puffed away, like I could have somebody hassle me over it. Yep. You know, I can get busted for that. You know, and it's like, who am I hurting? Who am I, you know, who am I bothering? You know, if I smoked a cigarette, you wouldn't have anything to say. Nothing to say. You know, or, you know, and I tell everybody kind of the same thing, you know. Uh, I come home and I, I mean, you see my Instagram. You know, when I come home from work, I come back, <laughs> sit in the, you know, on the back deck and I spark myself up a bull. Like some folks roll an eye at that. But if I came home, came home and had three fingers of bourbon, you wouldn't have anything to say. Right. You know, it's and it's and, and it's that kind of shit. It's 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 the double standard. It's the thumbing the nose, uh, thumbing the nose of, at at you know at you know at the cannabis community. You know, it's it's uppity. It's it's you know degrading. It's disrespectful. It's it's all that kind of stuff. And it's this ridiculous kind of double standard. You know, public intoxication. You know, I mean, listen. I mean, it's not all the damn time, but it's like nobody wants to see the dude you know who's too wasted you know over at a you know at a concert you know but the dude's freaking there you know eventually people kind of ignore them but if you're you know walking through the area with a joint in your hand you get you know you get asked to leave you get made to leave you know at best you know right. and you know i i think yes you know you said we're illinois is pretty progressive and you know that's great but that's not to say that the 
you know the the process itself or our approach to or to to cannabis the law enforcement uh, approach to cannabis you know is not without its flaws because we have oh, plenty of flaws in our system. Not. yeah yeah like uh, nobody's <laughs> once again nobody's getting hurt in this situation and I, I think you know the kind of puritanical you know headspace that cannabis has existed in is finally being broken down and moved on and i think you know as we move forward things will get progressively better i think the piece of legislation in in congress right now moving you know, regulating cannabis like alcohol will get us closer to where we want to be with all of that. But any, you know, any cultivar, you know, that has, you know, a lobbying arm, you know, that's trying to stop home grow, you know, saying, you know, we don't want people growing too much. And it's like, even if I had Ted plants, that doesn't exactly make me Tony Montana. You know, it's like, I'm not hurting nobody. Like, I'm the bottom line is they don't want their bottom line. They don't want their bottom line being hurt by this. Yeah. You know, yes, the, you know, legacy, you know, black market, whatever the hell they want to label it as such exists out there. It'll always be there. And you could even go as far to say is that they, you know, the, the folks with the power, you know, and the MSOs and all that shit are the folks that created that black market in the way that it is right now. Like, and I think that, you know, when, when you go around shaking your finger at home grow and saying, you know, and, and, and trying to lock folks up for, for, for growing their own medicine, I think is, is, is a complete money grab and really kind of shows the face of what some of these companies are all about. Like if you're advocating, you know, for throwing anybody in jail about cannabis while selling cannabis, then you're, you know, you know, you're a two-faced liar and you're not the kind of person I would want to do business with anyway. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's the thing is that, uh, it's interesting you you made the point like you're growing it for yourself they i always try to make this point they switched the argument um they said they want to limit the number of plants for home grow because they're afraid of untested homegrown cannabis ending up in the commercial market and uh, let's just set aside for the fact chris that illinois's seed to sale system makes that um doesn't well, exist impossible yeah uh I, if i could grow my cannabis and just slip it on into a store um and make some money believe me i would i, I would do that for my fellow patrons um but but you can't do that so uh for Curaleaf to make that argument um you know yeah talking points uh pr word salad that kind of shit you know yeah. it's like you know, it's it's the gaslighting of that. No, 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 you misheard what I just said, and it's like, no, no, I think I kind of heard what you just said. <laughs> well, and it's like they they're acting like they misheard. Maybe this is what you meant. They're acting like they miss. I I don't know. They clearly misheard what I said because I was talking about people should be allowed to grow as much. I don't know. I I, right. I wish old like Herbert there. I don't know if you heard that uh, Herbert off of don't, don't Family get- Guy. Don't get weird like Mr. Herbert, though. <laughs> I won't. I won't. I promise. Um, but uh, uh, I made the point that people should be able to grow as much as they want or need, and that Curaleaf, you know, um, has supported legislation to ban home grow. And they said they don't want to ban home. They don't want to ban home grow. They want to limit home grow because they're worried about that 
yeah. untested product hitting the market. And I'm like, no, it's home. <laughs> it's home grow for personal consumption. I never said home grow for putting it onto the fucking yeah. market. You little yeah. weaselly sons of bitches. Yeah. But yeah, anyways. that's actually, that's quite a leap on their behalf to assume that that's, that's, it assumes bad are. intent. Yes, yeah. exactly. That's like, exactly. not everybody does business like you do, dude. Yeah. <laughs> you know and <laughs> it's point. like i mean what person i mean i guess there's a money-making opportunity there so you know and the 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 limit for douchebaggery is uh is infinite you know to say that you know no place would no dispensary would ever buy somebody's home grow you know and sell it as something else but the, the likelihood of something that is pretty low yeah. pretty pretty low you know i mean even if you're somebody in the market that has got some clout like I mean, if you were to get busted by that, if you had a license, like I would, I would imagine you would lose your license, you know, and it seems like you're placing the onus and punishing, you know, cannabis growers and consumers uh, and, you know, medicinal users. And instead of putting the onus on, you know, the companies to be like, hey, if we ever bust you doing something like this, you could have for for sure of your license, you know, why not? make the company be like may, why not ding the company as opposed to the people you yeah. know instead of punishing all of the people instead of, of trying to instead of trying to police the millions of people of illinois how about we focus on you know policing the few people who can actually sell you know the cannabis yeah um are you hey are you okay on time because i just had a few other quick yeah. points i wanted to breeze sure. through and then i wanted to get yeah, yeah. to the community questions so yeah, yeah absolutely um, I like bullshitting. I like, dude, I don't get to talk much, folks. Over at work, they have no idea, dude. They have no fucking <laughs> clue what I do. You know, they just think I'm just uh, just this nice fellow who works uh, who works a, a stupid job. Like, so, like, being able to talk cannabis with somebody is actually fun to do. Hell yeah. Okay, cool. I just wanted to be mindful of your time. Um, I appreciate that. There's a story in the headlines today, man, and uh, it says that cannabis drug tests in the workplace would follow the same standard as DUI. Uh, that's the headline. Same standard as DUI under proposed change in Illinois law. It's from the Chicago Tribune. It's uh, an article by Robert McCoppin, if people are looking for the article. Um, the law states, um, where am Sorry, I'm trying to find this. Um, rather than having some uh, employers reject workers if they have any level of THC in their system, the law would set a minimum level of 5 nanograms per milliliter of blood or 10 nanograms per milliliter of urine, saliva, or other bodily fluids. I'm really upset about this because I think it's, I might be wrong in this, but I saw Bob Morgan's name somewhere in this article. And if he has anything to do with this bill, uh, I'm going to be I'm, I'm going to be reaching out to him anyways uh, because it is a cannabis bill, um, and he usually is involved in cannabis some cannabis bills. Um, he people need to understand that um, if it sounds like a good thing, it sounds like progress. So rather than being able to reject if they have any level, now the law sets a minimum level. Here's the thing: if you're a medical cannabis patient. Or if you just happen to use more than um, once a fucking month, and you, depending on your metabolism, um, here's the thing. It, it, that's like I say. There's so many things that go into the the factor into this. 
five to ten nanograms in your five nanograms in your blood, ten nanograms in your urine saliva. You just the thing is, man, people are gonna fail this, and they're not even gonna be high if there's if this law goes through and and they're subjected to this. So this isn't progress, in my opinion. It's it's no. it follows the same standard that other states have taken with five to ten and frankly daily users are going to fail i think yeah yeah like it's 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 so ridiculous like the whole cannabis testing and all that other kind of stuff like listen people need to be responsible with their cannabis consumption people need to be uh responsible with the cannabis consumption just like they are with their alcohol consumption you wouldn't have a couple of beers before you operate heavy machinery or before you drive i don't drink and drive like i know what the penalty for that is you know, and even if I don't get busted, like doing it in general is still, you know, an atrocious idea. You know, yeah. it's just bad for life expectancy kind of shit. You know, yeah. and I think people in cannabis would be are just as responsible with that. And I think, you know, to be like, oh, we're being progressive about this. No, really, you're not, because all you're really doing is, you know, outing all the people that, you know, that may consume some amount of cannabis over at work. Right. Like right. you're putting targets on these people back. Now when it's like, oh, it's random drug test, let's, you know, ding all the people that we know have been, you know, uh, uh, tested for it, you know? And listen, you know, yes, because, you know, the nature of, of cannabis and cannabinoids, you know, they're, they bind to lipids, you know, they bind to fats and all that kind of stuff and it stays inside your bottom. If I, you know, for, for weeks, months, if I had a, if I had a cocaine or alcohol problem, it's out of my system in two days. Right. And a person would hire me on a Friday. But right. if I smoked a joint after work, you know, just to chill out or, you know, for what, for leisure, because I want to, like, I can't be trusted and I don't get a job. And it's like, that's absolutely ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. You fucking smacked that one right out of the park. Um, a cannabis breeder on Reddit says, uh, DWI can be given for 10 nanogram milliliter or milliliters of urine uh, question mark anyone who smokes daily will be and that's the other thing that this law addresses is DWI anyone who smokes daily will be over this limit all the time most baseline drug screens already don't test for anything less than 50 nanograms which I don't know if that's true but if it is true if at most drug screens you know, only test for 50 nanograms compared to cannabis, which is 10 nanograms. I think that's bullshit, but they're saying, unless I'm missing something, that requirement seems to basically say cannabis users can't drive legally, which is actually, as another user points out, um, most cannabis laws have been set up across the country. And it's been one of the major criticisms by anyone who actually understands how, uh, THC metabolizes in the human body. See, and, and that's a real interesting thing uh, that's brought up right there, like the ignorance yeah. at, at, at the governmental level, at state and at the federal level. That scares me, dude. That scares me. Like uh, when I think about shit like this, I, you know, think of you remember when uh, Mark Zuckerberg was in front of Congress and he had to answer all the shit about misinformation and Facebook and their <laughs> yeah. social media role. And the Congress people were just asking just straight up dumbass questions that right. anybody who had used Facebook for 10 minutes would understand the question, uh, the answer to, or how to operate. And it's like the ignorance 
you know, at, at, at the highest level of office scares me when we talk about federal legalization and scares me when it comes down to new legislation. It's like, what do these folks don't know? Yeah. You know, because really, like, let's take Illinois, for instance, right now, you know, all right, well, we're going to create the social equity thing happening. You know, we'll create veteran status. Oh, see, veteran status. Everybody loves veterans. We want to treat veterans with respect. Veteran status, of course. You yeah. know, but there's assholes in the system that find a way to work it and work that piece into the legislation. And then suddenly the people that well, make that piece of legislation are some of the people winning lotteries. And it's like, huh, I wonder how that worked out. Yeah. Yeah, it's just a crazy thing that like in order to I think a great way to put a bow on this conversation. It's like in order to even have had a chance to compete, you had to have you had to have know somebody that knew all the rules, all the I's and the T's so that you could get a point here, a point there. Oh, hey, actually, if the only way to get 100% is if you have a veteran. And like you said, there are a few people that lo- lobbied uh, for this bill that uh, coincidentally happened to just uh, you know those stars aligned for them and, and they got those perfect points you know no um, shit I wonder how that worked out that way right. it's almost as if they know those points would put them over the edge <laughs> yeah yeah exactly and keep so, others out <laughs> yeah it's it's like they don't even like it's like it's like almost super villainy evil in the sense it's like it's just so blatant yeah <laughs> it's like they don't even try to hide it and it's like and then it's like you're stealing out of my pocket no i'm not <laughs> well, well i'll i'll just uh take it back i remember uh when we were kind of on this path one of the questions i heard a lot of people ask is how how can you fuck this up and a few i heard a few different people uh answer well this is illinois just just wait and see we'll, we'll show you how we'll fuck this up <laughs> yeah so, illinois says hold my beer yeah yeah unfortunately that yeah i wish they had a joint that they would pass but yeah they're they're holding a beer they're right. they're right incoherent. they get a little bit more clarity if they cheat on <laughs> cannabis i think <laughs> right they should, they should go to weed it's just better that way you don't wake up with a hangover i don't know quite as many douchebags uh that consume uh we compared to uh to alcohol yeah <laughs> yeah i've never had a dude like try to pick a fight with me because he smoked too much weed that night <laughs> it's never happened yeah so um but here's uh, to new opportunities <laughs> here's to new opportunities that's right that's right so what would be nice uh this is a question that i sent you earlier and then we'll move right to to um I guess there's two questions. We'll be giving shout outs here in a second. I wanted to make sure to send you that ahead of time because I, I hate to put people on the spot for that. Um, but uh, what That's would okay. Be not- I don't really like that many people. <laughs> kidding, 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 kidding. <laughs> what would be nice to see in the Illinois cannabis industry? We've talked about a few different things. The right to grow, the, the right to possess as much as we want, the right to consume the way you should be able to freely anything else you can think of uh honestly you know diversity in the market on you know on all of its levels you know yeah. more products no new market entrance new ideas new faces new you know thought process processes i mean this is you know this is where you you know create great innovation you know in in cannabis create opportunities you know for folks and i think 
the more diverse the the market gets, the the better off it'll be for for everybody. You know, I mean, it is. They talk about the potential, you know, sales, revenues, what have you, of a of a of a burgeoning cannabis, you know, market that's in the billions of dollars. Well, it's like, yeah, like that's a projection if you don't meet, you know, the criteria necessary to get to that point. And I can tell you right now, it's not by having, you know, a few, you know, a few boardrooms making all the decisions. That's not how it's done. It's getting people with new ideas and and, and different approaches that are really going to make uh not just the market itself flourish, but make the Illinois market competitive. Legalization at the federal level is coming. It's coming. It's just a matter of time. Eventually, we're going to get the people that get on board and we'll have the president that's all about it. And it's going to happen. And Illinois needs to be competitive when that moment happens or it's the other folks that are going to eat us up. Uh, and we can't do that by just having, once again, the, the big boys running the show. We need to be able to have those small cultivators that are doing really interesting things with genetics, a place that's really clever with the way that they package their uh, their products and how they market it to people and the community that they created ar around that. And it's not happening right now because there's so few people in that room. We need to open up those doors, let more people into the room uh, to create uh, a better you know, a better Illinois market for not just, you know, the, the med consumer, but also the rec consumer and the folks who come here for uh, cannabis tourism as well. Um, I want to stay optimistic about it. Uh, I know there's people out there making great product that haven't had the opportunity to do so. Uh, and I think those folks are going to be coming home with all of that. Um, and I think that uh, as long as the community itself stays engaged and lets the big companies know uh, that they're not happy with the way that they're being treated, both as employees and consumers. I think positive things will come to the Illinois market in the years to come. Hell yeah. Well said, my friend. Well said. Yeah. Oh, well, that, that was my diatribe after my, uh, my, uh, my uh, big rip that I just took. <laughs> yeah. What kind of are you using your vape? No, uh, actually, I got this cool uh, little hand bubbler uh, that's been treating me uh, pretty well. I used it before a run today, and I didn't get all, you know, harsh. Uh, I didn't get any harshness, which can kind of, you know, make running a little sure. a little, uh, a little, difficult when it feels like you have razors in your throat. So uh, the bubbler actually treated me pretty well. Pretty well. Nice, nice. The reason I asked um, if you were using your vape is because one of the community questions is what kind of vape do you uh, oh, the question is what I, kind of vape he uses in his videos i use the utilian 722 it i looked this up when i first started it's one of the first things that i ever bought i wanted a dry uh i want a dry herb or dry flower uh vaporizer um it also does concentrates and stuff like that though i haven't done a concentrate in it a bit it just makes it a bitch to clean um but i use the utilian 722 and it's been good to me i mean it requires a lot of cleaning because it's a, a a hand vaporizer but um still it uh it really helps me point out those sweet terps because of uh the temperature controls and all of that hell yeah um speaking of concentrates another question from this person is have you ever considered reviewing concentrates that's one thing i've noticed you and I think we talked about it in the past. I can't remember exactly what you said about it, but you you tend to review flour. Um, yeah, any I, I like on the that? I, I like doing the flour. I think there's a little bit more. Uh, there's some complexity, and I kind of like kind of deciphering the flour. Uh, concentrates. I really don't. I pick up 
very often. It's just kind of a different kind of lift for me. When I do concentrates, I get super high, super quick uh, yeah. for, you know, a good two hours. And then it's kind of not, that's really not the zone that I like to be in. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, you know, I don't turn down concentrates, but I also don't purchase them. Um, I know that there's a lot of growth and a lot of opportunity there. And I guess that kind of makes me a bad uh, business person, but I'm, I'm just more interested in flower right now and, and, and learning genetics and, and terps and stuff like that. Sure. Um, speaking of genetics and terps, you got a current favorite strain. Uh, the cookie dose from Rev that I had tasted really good and the wedding sherb from Rev tasted really good. But the lifts that I like the most are the Jenny Kush and the Jack Hair from Arise. Those are like, that lift is like, it's uplifting, but not, you know, high octane. It's focusy, but it's not like obsessive. Like that is just right in my sweet spot. That's just where I like to be. But the only rub with that, like, they're classic strains. They have, you know, classic flavor profile to them. You know, they're not as, you know, uh, you know, exotic as some of the genetics that you get from from a place like Rev, you know, that uses Girl Scout cookies and nearly everything. And I and I love the taste of Girl Scout cookies, but like, you know, the 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 Jenny Kush, the Jenny and the Jack don't have the flavor profile as good as the Wedding Sure, but still, it's the lift man that really gets me. That's where I like to be. Have you found any like strains that are like super skunky? Like I was actually I read read a thread I think it was on uh, Reddit the other day where where they were talking about like Illinois seems to have like a lot of strains that are geared towards like fruity terps. Yeah, um, yeah. like like if you when you're there's a dude actually who's um, who does YouTube videos uh, and uh, and on Instagram Canisucture. Uh, canisectric films and he does a yeah. really good job of covering the genetics and that shit is really really important if you really want to look into your terps because that's when you start talking into what kind of flavor profile it's like just like i said like rev loves using girl scout cookies in their genetics they do it's soft it's creamy it's sweet you know it adds that kind of skunky funkiness but lots of mixed berry and stuff like that so it makes them easy to smoke whether it's flour or concentrate but like in the same regard, I also get kind of tired of it a little bit because I know like there are some funky savory strains out there that could be cool to have as well. It does all, yeah. you know, it's just what kind of flips your lid, right? Hell yeah. Um, yeah, I just, I uh, I like those really like offensive strains. Like it's like you smell it and you're like, uh, like either. Do you like, like savory, like cheesy or do you like them skunky as fuck? Yeah, skunky. Like, uh, yeah, dude. Yeah, me too. I love I, skunky smelling weed. It's like, oh I my wanna, god, that's offensive. Like, it's I love exactly. It. I was literally about to say it's offensive. Like when you smoke a joint, like, and somebody walks by, they're like, Jesus Christ, man! It's a formidable scent. Yeah, stings the nostrils. <laughs> yeah, it really does. It, it's it's great. Um, when is uh, it's always sunny in Philadelphia coming back for another season is another question. <laughs> I don't fucking get this, dude. I don't, I don't get either. This at all, dude. Like, Glenn Howerton, listen. Like, well, and I did a this. thing Glenn, on my Instagram. Glenn like, Howerton, is that what it is? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Like, I, I've had to look this up because people were making reference and I'm like, what the hell are these people talking? Like, I said my name was Chris. Like, clearly my name is not Dennis. And like, 
so like I finally looked this up. I was like, oh, okay, that's what, what's going on here. And it just keeps coming out. But like it happens once every two or three weeks. And it's huh. like, listen, like, and I did a thing on my Instagram where like I did a like essentially side by side of my face and of, and then of course his professional headshot where he's got, you know, the hair all done and he's wearing a suit and he's got the designer <laughs> stubble. And it's like, clearly I do not look like this man on television. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's like, it, it's funny. At, at some point I got to do some kind of, I got to do some kind of always sunny tie in, you sure. know, just to kind of scratch that itch for some You got to appease like, for exactly. you gotta appease those people. Yeah, exactly. Like I, I, I've never watched it. I shouldn't say I've never, I think I've watched maybe three or four episodes and I was like, all right, it's kind of funny. You know, I shouldn't say it's kind of funny. It was pretty funny. And then, and then I was like, I just never got hooked into it. Sure. Uh, but clearly there are fans of that show that watch Canavev. And, and for <laughs> that, I thank you. I think that's great. Yeah. Hell yeah. Um, yeah. That's one of the things that I noticed the most is that uh, people that were reaching out, they were all saying how much of a big fan they were. So wanted to pass that along. Uh because I'm, Thank you. you know, most of these I'm just kind of asking the question, but they're also like, uh, yeah, little notes. Um, so that's awesome. What... Hey, man, and I'm super appreciative to all those folks, and you know, and and of course, you know, to yourself, you know, in Illinois for for being so supportive. Like, really, honestly, I never knew what to expect when I first started doing all of this. You know, I I, I figured people would be like, would either ignore me or or tell me how much I I suck. But really, like the com- community is been so supportive and so awesome and and i'm so appreciative of that i mean you know and that's the reason why you know as i said stated earlier i'm so optimistic about the potential of the illinois market because of the community and because of the people who really care about this stuff hell yeah well hey i gotta say too i am huge fan of your work so i um i want to do any dude Man, you grow like crazy, man. You growing like a weed. No pun intended. Well, maybe pun intended, man. <laughs> that was a good you got one, the man. people, man. You got the people on. They want to talk to you. They come to you. That's great, man. I think it's it's been so fun to watch a lot of the folks, you know, grow, you know, and and people, you know, try different things and and talk to new and interesting people, you know. I mean, it's it's a fun and exciting time. If you look from it if you look at it from a micro perspective and some of the, the little interactions and in, in the community, I think it's great. When you look at it from the macro perspective, sometimes you get kind of like, ah, everything in Illinois sucks and I hate it all. You know? yeah. and, and I'm trying to keep myself focused on making, you know, the kind of content that I want to work, uh, that, that I want to make and working with the people that I want to work with. So like hats off. I am so, you know, appreciative and, and, and thankful for the support that, uh, that Chilinois uh has has given uh has shown me because honestly like i'm a fan of your work too dude you guys work hard you guys talk to awesome people it's 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 been great it's great to have that conversation because it gets so boring sometimes thank you really that that means a lot man that means a lot uh like it like i say i i get really excited for the show because i am such such a huge fan so so it makes me feel good to to know that that support has been appreciated uh, appreciated and of course uh looking forward to continuing this and and building uh building a bigger thing for both of us you know i want to do what i can to help yeah. you and uh um, i want to introduce as much people to your content as i can because it's a it's a 
you got awesome stuff. Speaking of which, uh, am I correct in saying that you're in the midst of a season right now? Yes, I'm in the midst of a season right now. Strangest thing, uh, stopping last season because I didn't really have a good reason to do so. Uh, I had anxiety about that, then had even more anxiety about starting. But really, yeah, the season you know just just started. Um, if you've you know followed on on my channel and on my Instagram, oh, yeah. working with a few brands this time, working with the Curious About Cannabis Workshop, working with Smokers Glass, hopefully working with some other folks as well on some uh, on some branded content. Like um, you know, I think as we discussed you know last time, like I really want Cannabis to be a channel. Like I wanted to have, you know, interviews and reviews and products and, you know, like little ads or like commercials with folks that are awesome, you know, similar that either have, you know, that have great products or are people just like you and I just trying to build something, just trying to create something because, um, you know, I find that interesting. It creates, you know, a little bit more of a challenge to create new formats and get better at those formats. You know, I mean, you know, I can tell you, I can you know, from the podcast that I listened when I first started listening to Chillinoy to now, like you've become such a, uh, uh, such a much better interviewer through this process. It's, you know, you're great at, you know, bringing more, you know, uh, creating good points, but also, you know, asking great questions and letting the person speak. It's, 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 it's really cool to kind of, you know, to kind of grow within the formats that we've been working with over, over the last year. Yeah. Thank you, man. That, that means a lot too. I, because I work hard on that. I tend to find that I talk too much, to try to give people the room to, to speak. One of the things I like that, that you've had in the past is talk and toke. Um, I'm looking forward to one of the things you just mentioned. Um, I can't remember the name, but it's basically you're like in this course or something, right? What is, give me the, give me the, yeah, yeah. it's something that I think people are going to be interested in keeping track yeah. of. Yeah. So like I'm working with, so uh, with my talk and talk, I did one with Jason Wilson. He right. is a scientist and he does the Curious About Cannabis podcast. He also, he and a couple of other uh, cannabis professional scientists started the Natural Learning Academy. Uh, and it's essentially a, a number of workshops uh, for cannab- continued cannabis education. And the one that I'm working on right now is the intermediate workshop. And like, no joke, dude, this is a class, like a for real college level, graduate level course, dude. I've oh, yeah. been reading. I have been watching, you know, uh, hour long lectures with, you know, professors, scientists, this kind of stuff. And yeah, it's work and it's tough, but it's like I've also learned a shit ton of information. Uh, the Natural Learning Academy is is really is really a collection of a lot of folks. You know, once again, just like you and I, just you know, they're trying to build something. They're trying to build a community of of cannabis education, and not just that, but cannabis you know thinkers. Um, like they've set up a Discord. They've now have a, an app. You know, the Damn. the folks in class. They, you know, we're made to, actually we're made to make it sound negative, but we're encouraged to um, uh, converse on on a Discord app so we can have open conversations where we're not, you know, being censored by Instagram for, you know, using the word cannabis too often. Sure. You know, it's it's really kind of creating, Jason's really created this really awesome thing where students and 
professors or faculty, whatever you want to call them, like have created a dialogue and really kind of, you know, created, you know, uh, an idea to kind of, uh, or an environment where we're all kind of looking at cannabis differently than when we first started. And I think that's awesome. Like, as listen, as somebody who's buried in $90,000 in, in college debt, like the idea of taking a class, you know, under any circumstance sounds ridiculous. But I really wanted to take the next step in my education because it's important for me to give people good information. Like, I mean, I'd like to, you know, I guess I can, you know, kind of rest back, you know, sit back and be like, oh, I can just keep, you know, pounding out review, review, review. But it's like if the information I'm I'm giving isn't, you know, you know, top notch, you know, then then what am I doing here? I'm just yeah. saying shit, you know, and putting it on the Internet. You know, I'm just another guy saying shit and putting it on the Internet. And that's not what I want to do. And that's really what really drew me to taking uh, to, to doing this course. And and Jason was very, very generous in giving me this opportunity to to do this, uh, doing the intermediate workshop. And uh, I'm exciting to finish it. I'm not excited about the 10 page paper, but <laughs> we'll cross that bridge when we get there. Yeah, you'll, you'll get it done. I'm sure that it sounds like you're learning a lot. And I think that's what's going to make that paper easy if if I can yeah. give you any positivity. <laughs> I appreciate that. I, I really appreciate that. Unfortunately, well, I shouldn't say unfortunately, every Sunday I get uh, I get an email that's essentially my progress report. Uh, so I'm seeing that tick up very slowly over the over the day. So it's like, okay, cool. <laughs> I, I only got the one that said I had 0% done. Like, that was the fastest, like, grammar school shame that I have felt. And I don't know how many. And how long? And I was like, essentially, it's saying, you know, Christopher didn't complete his homework this week, and it's like, yeah, this feels like fifth grade. Yeah, I want to get in trouble when I get home. Right? Exactly. <laughs> oh man, parents would be pissed. Want to get grounded? My... Nobody wants to do their math homework. Foil is stupid. Like doing my algebra. I won't be able to smoke weed for a week. I'm just <laughs> That's right. Exactly. Exactly. No, I'll just go hang out with my buddy Mike and he always gets the good stuff anyways. <laughs> Hell yeah. Oh, that wasn't oh, until yeah. high school. Never mind. That wasn't fifth grade. That wasn't fifth grade. That was too early. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, hey, what what would be um or uh yeah. We're all about elevating content creators. Um are there any content creators that you'd like to give a shout out to? Um, yeah. Um, well, you know, once again, oh, um, curious about cannabis. I mean, Jason's always super cool, always been oh, yeah. supportive. Um, yeah, I got to talk to Jason. He sounds, uh, and you're, I watched the talk and talk. He's just a seems like a fucking genius son i, I gotta reach he's, out he's a smart dude he's a smart dude and he's into the really really kind of nerdy minutia of shit too yeah and that's why like, i was like yeah yeah dude yeah it's cool like he's cool to talk to but he's he's really chill and he's and he's not like he's he's super smart but he's not brainy nerdy in the sense where it's kind of like um actually point of order you know kind <laughs> of shit he, he's cool about it um can can canna centric reviews like i love the work that he does on youtube and in instagram right now like i love the stuff that he shows on genetics um patrick at midwest days i actually met him at canacon that was actually kind of cool always love patrick he always cracks me up uh and like just just 
his stuff on on midwest days is awesome and i love his stuff on the daily ember and uh you'll have to check that uh your listeners will have to check that out otherwise we'll go down to another uh another rabbit hole um uh who else oh that one model dot nicole nicole i saw uh, over at Canacon and she was super cool and very supportive of of my awkwardness and and dealing with uh, <laughs> tables and stuff like that and she's like no just talk it's cool and I'm kind of like they don't want to talk to me and she's like you have to talk to them it's like but it's, she's always been super cool um shit oh Andrew Friedman the cannabis sommelier that dude's one of my guys like Andrew's been supportive of my channel before it even became a channel. Like I figured the guy would, he comes from a wine background too. I thought that dude would be like, no, nah, dude, stay out of my sandbox. He's been nothing but supportive and, and super awesome. And I would be remiss if I wasn't, um, if I didn't shout out uh, Chicago Kush. Uh, those folks have always been, have been supportive and cool and generous uh, with what they got. And uh, they're the, you know, they're the homegrown talent that need to come home to uh, Illinois and bring that diversity and uh, new minds to, uh, to Illinois because we need it. We need that badly. And I'm sure I'm missing some folks right now, which kind of makes me a jerk. I probably should have written all of this down, but I didn't. Oh, um, and if you ever have them, uh, you should probably uh, follow Jane and Mary's as well. Jerry, Jane and Mary's ice yeah. cream and get an ice cream sandwich from those folks because they're bomb as fuck and Ugh. it will make you very happy. Ice cream sandwich. That sounds so good right now. Um, hell oh, yeah. dude, it's so good. It's so fucking like soft cookie on the outside, the ice cream. It's like, I, so my lady had a little taste of the ice cream, like, cause, cause she's not supposed to, but she had sure. a little taste. Don't tell no one. Uh, <laughs> but she had a little taste of the ice cream. She's like, oh my God, I just want regular ice cream. And it's like, well, they don't make just regular ice cream. It doesn't, doesn't work that way. But the ice cream itself is just delicious. It's so good. And the ice cream sandwich is only 50 milligrams. So you won't get trashed. I mean, nice. if you're, you know, if you have experience with that, if it's your yeah. first time, 50 might be a touch too much. <laughs> but there's so many awesome people in 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 the uh, in in the community that have been you know supportive, um, and I'm I'm so fortunate and and thankful and appreciative uh, of all of them. Hell yeah! Um, Alim Post THC asks um, ask about his transition from wine tasting to cannabis. Um, you mentioned a little bit about it, but uh, I don't know any yeah. other words on that yeah i mean really um we're speaking the same language or a very similar language uh the most common uh terpene in in hops is beta myrcene uh the second most is humulene that's the reason why really you know that's why ipas certain kind of ipas hops smell just like cannabis like fresh cannabis uh pyrazines in wine that will give wine a, you know, a, a peppery, a, a jalapeno peppery smell to it. Same things that you'll find uh, in, um, in cannabis as well. We're talking, the worlds really aren't that different from the way that they do business, from the way these things taste and the way that they, uh, I, I shouldn't say interact in your body. Uh, cannabis is a much, <laughs> interacts way better in your body than alcohol, uh, which is why cannabis is an excellent thing to turn to as opposed to consuming alcohol. But yeah, like the transition, it's been a weird one, but the worlds have, you know, like I said, are, are a lot closer than I, uh, uh, than most people think they are that, uh, if you dig a little deeper, you'll, you'll find the parallels as well. Hell yeah. 
um, you know, just speaking really quick of alcohol, I made a shared a post the other day. Um, and it's just interesting, you know, people have been talking about, oh, you can't make, uh, cannabis edibles in a form that looks, uh, appeasable to kids. Oh, you can't make, you know, drinks or vapes and, and not necessarily in the cannabis sphere where this conversation happened, but appeasable to kids. But it's like in alcohol, there are literally flavored lemonades and fruit seltzers and yeah half that shit doesn't even taste like alcohol anymore it's designed like alcohol not... freeze pops yeah it's yeah. like something that a kid would mistakenly consume and it's like you want to talk about first of all the key to all this because like i say these products exist the key to it is being a responsible adult and not yeah. letting your child get a hold of the substance, whether it be alcohol or cannabis. I think that's the easy solution to all of these problems. Precisely. <laughs> you know? like, Precisely. Well, it's it's the double standard. It's the hypocrisy and all of that. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, oh, you know, the potheads are going to fuck up. And it's like, I mean, how many kids, you know, get a taste of alcohol that they shouldn't, you know, that's never reported ever. Because yeah. alcohol is not looked at the same lens as, as cannabis. Like, I would say, you know, a young kid consuming, you know, THC, you know, young could be just as damaging as a young kid consuming alcohol. Like, mm -hmm. but we don't look at it through the same lens because it's the devil's harvest. Yep. Uh, so, uh, dank, dank, Dan, 420 G. Dank Dan. Uh, yeah. He says, uh, do you have any, um, advice for people that, are wanting to start I think your reviews are great and I'd like to start what do you oh sorry what what do I, what do I what, recommend yeah what sorry this last I'm not gonna read that I'm not sure I think you had a typo but yeah what do you do you have any I guess words of advice for people trying to get started yeah dude start start just get started right just that's get started what I say that's yeah. the key dude. put that like, video out you know your Make first video, video is going to suck and your second video is going to suck and your third video is going to suck and your fourth video is going to suck but it will get better yeah and you'll grow like you're starting out if your target is to make the you know the greatest you know is to you know to you know to create some kind of epic you know review then then you'll never complete it because you're not a professional and you don't know what you're doing yet but you'll learn and you'll get better and you'll get more, you know, and you'll become more confident and you'll take more chances as you learn, as you get better. But the most important thing to do is just to start and to, you know, make one every week or every other week and just be consistent with it. That's the key is just starting. And through that process, you know, Dank Dan will, will learn what he likes to do and what he doesn't like to do and what yeah. works and what doesn't work. I gotta say, uh, but, Dank Dan is a pretty awesome name. You should run that, with that. Yeah, yeah, he should. Dank Dan, hell yeah, that's a that's a beats the hell out of Canabev. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, dude, so, like seriously, like uh, just start, dude, just start, Dank Dan. Like I'll I'll watch, you know, because like, I and I think really that's the key. Like, I have a lot of friends, you know, that have made videos and stuff like that that can't pull the trigger on releasing stuff for one reason or another, and it's like, it's like because or they won't release because it's not perfect. It's like, well, it's not going to be perfect. Like you'll get better at it, but it's like, dude, listen, you know, look at some of the shit that's put on television. 
look at some of the shit that's in you know in movie theaters like they get millions of dollars and they still can't pull off a movie like do do your own thing and and you'll and you'll be fine yeah hell yeah man hell yeah you'll find your way you'll find your your room you Precisely. know people will people will like you for who you are and just be you you know Precisely. And I know that sounds so cheesy but seriously it's, if you just it, do it it's all about getting started right that's the thing like it's 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 just getting started it's just doing it like and that's the thing that's the rub that's why everybody doesn't do it because and no reach one, out like, to people like me and you right and we'll try to do our thing to help hey man advice like, it, it comes down on <laughs> people can give you like you know advice and shit like that but when it comes down to it you got to execute yep you got to execute True. and give yourself this dan give yourself the review channel that you want to make you're giving yourself somebody it's not you're not taking anything away by the way i can see the rest of the email i had to open it up in my uh web browser it says uh it said what i thought it was trying to say okay, any words cool. of advice and it said again huge fan keep up the great work been follow been following since the beginning think you're funny and uh appreciate your advice so, thanks dan thanks dude so. i appreciate you following dude you're the shit Hell you're yeah. the man. You're the man, damn it. <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, another question that actually just came in via uh, our Chillinoy contact form. Um, and then I think we've got, I've just got, I think, two other questions after that, and then we can wrap up. Okay. We've right. gone over time. So um, uh, the this email, oh, no question. <laughs> no question. Just wanted to say that Canabev rocks. Um, super excited to listen to the show. Uh, they, oh, uh, sorry, the, the email formatting is weird on my uh, phone screen. Canabev uh, uh, has helped me to choose many products, um, and never, never do me wrong. Never done me. Have, I, have, I think they're saying I have never, never done, done that man wrong. <laughs> yeah. Hey, so there you go. Uh, uh, again, I've in fact not done that man. That's true. <laughs> no that's you great man I, I, this is, it's a crazy thing to hear people send that somebody sent an email like that that's it's 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 nearly an out-of-body experience to hear yeah. like really i want the channel to be a reference for folks like listen spending 60 bucks on an eighth and getting home and finding out it sucks sucks it yeah. fucking sucks like, well, that, that's actually, I want to read really quick the because that ties into the rest of this person's email. When I go, when I go to the dispensary, I think is what they're trying to say. I tell, uh, I tell other people to watch Canabev wow. to make, to make sure, to make the choice. Uh, I think is what they're trying to say. So that's um, awesome, dude. Thank you so much for your support. And I'm going to keep saying this dude, because you guys have been awesome, but it, it, it really, it makes me feel good about myself. It makes me feel good about what I'm doing right now. And it makes me feel like when I have the days where I'm like, what the hell am I doing? And why am I wasting my time on this? That uh, there are folks that really value what I'm doing right now. And, and that really truly means the world to me. It really means a lot to me. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you to the folks that are, that, that have said and written in and all that stuff. And thank you Cole for, uh, for sharing this with me. Thank you, yeah. thank you so much. I got one more for you, but before I say okay. that, I wanted to tell you that I, uh, 
yeah, man, the reason uh, I told you this when I first brought you on the first time, you're providing something the Illinois market is lacking, which is the ability for somebody to make an informed purchase. So that's why I love your work, huge fan, and you deserve all the props that you get. So wanted Thank to let you. you know that. Um, and I think this is a good one to end it off with. I think you actually mentioned this person in your shout outs. Uh, the username is that one model dot Nicole. What's, (laughs) what's it like being so fucking cool? Uh, um, uh, uh, I, um, all right, you, you know put what? The, I, you put the chill in the Chillinois podcast, Annabeth. <laughs> he sure is cool. Ugh. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> hey, Beavis, let's follow him and find out how come he's cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then we can become cool too. I have zero chill, and Nicole can attest to that. Uh, <laughs> um, I would say to that question, I don't know. Ask that one model dot Nicole first. Damn. <sighs> How does somebody get to be so cool? That's a that, hey, that's a great way to put the turn the tables. If she's she's saying it's yeah, she's got to explain, right? She's, that's right. She yeah. got to explain. Like she knows what's up. She knows what's <laughs> up. Like listen, like I had like over at Canacon, I was like, should I talk to these people and and meet? And she walks up and just does her thing, just start chatting away. And I'm like, she's a pro and she knows what she's doing. She's like, you miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take. And I was like. <laughs> damn it and the shame she 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 fit the shame into an inspirational quote which i really which is which i really appreciate that's that's next level that's 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 next level gangsta inspiration there hell yeah well folks um this isn't the last time we have cannabis on i'd love to have you on again um, anytime yeah i just you know there's there are going to be things coming up I, I had a lot of fun talking to you just about the market and i think other people will enjoy hearing this conversation because um yeah I, I found it interesting i hope that yeah, I, I hope that too. people found it interesting so folks write in let us know what you think and we'll take that into consideration and you know uh rock and roll and party with chris again here in the future wanted to say uh check out Canabev. Um, all the handles are going to be, like I say, in the podcast description. Subscribe on YouTube. Be sure to support your local Chilinoians uh, and content creators. Like I say, they're providing um, something that the Illinois cannabis market is lacking for, which is the ability to kind of see the product, get an idea for what it is uh, before you take that leap and make a purchase. Because as we all know, at this point, it's pretty expensive so thank you for the service that you do thank you for your time and uh as a fan of yours thank you um for providing me with laughs and uh i've i've personally taken your advice and uh so thank you for for giving me some good advice man thanks man i appreciate it thank you you know once again for you know your support and and uh and kind words uh from you and, and and your listeners it's it's really been a pleasure it's really been a, a a great opportunity and i can't wait to uh to keep uh growing with you and uh on the all and all the other chillinoians yeah and i guess my last question for you is there any other way that are uh, that we haven't mentioned yet that our um audience can support you um uh not as yet right now i've considered doing like a patreon or something like that that would be great uh we're not there yet but i should look into that more uh closely so glad but you said 
I'm so glad you said that because I needed, I've got a Beavis and Butthead clip that says, uh, can you give us your money? So uh, <laughs> there we go. Please I get to use, use it. it yes. Um, can we have some money? Yeah. <laughs> Could we like just have some money for our trouble? <laughs> yes. I get to use it now. Fit it in there. So. Oh, dude. Like I, I was watching, um, I was flipping through YouTube and Beavis and Butthead came on there and I watched the scene and I knew the scene word from word, moment to moment. What, uh, what is it? 20, 20 some years later, dude. It's, <laughs> it's like, I can't remember. I don't, dude, I've been with my lady for 11 years. I don't know her phone number, but <laughs> I can remember a Beavis and Butthead episode from the mid 90s. That's amazing. I've That's wasted amazing. my life. We uh we nerd we're, we'll spare people the nerding out on uh, Beavis and Butthead because we do we could we could go into that whole thing. I oh, will yeah. just say that for the folks that that haven't heard us nerd out on it before, well, we are both really excited for not only the new show but the new movie coming out. I think I can speak for the both of us in saying that. I'm comfortable with that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, hey folks. Uh, once again, chillinoy.net slash contact is where you can sit in send in. Um, your information there's multiple ways to contact us just go to chillinoy.net slash contact pick your preferred form and uh, we'll field that uh, feedback you know take it into consideration and of course like I say Canabev will be back on in the future so um, be sure to give them your support um, and uh, take care Chillinoy we'll, we'll be coming at you again with uh, with another episode with somebody else um, you know, who knows? Who knows who it'll be? It'll be some. It'll be somebody. I don't know if it will make it as uh, powerful as the as Canabev, but we'll we'll try to make that happen. <laughs> I always describe you as the powerful Canabev. I, I know, know that's a lot to live up to, dude. Hey, you know, I uh, it's kind of inspired by I think Joe Rogan used to promote shows that way, and I don't oh, know I why, but it just felt right. You are that's the cool. powerful Canabev. All right, I'll take it. I'll take it. Tell everyone. Hell Shit. yeah! <laughs> All right. Well, cheers. All right, cheers, man. Peace and love. That was a cool show. (laughs) Yeah. Come back again. Yeah. We're going to kick Letterman's butt. Yeah. We're going to (laughs) score.